It's finals time, Luke. What's up, everybody? It's Father yeah. and Son, a basketball podcast. I'm the father, Paul Shepard. With me, my son, Luke, 12 years old, almost 13. Congratulations, Luke. Last day of school today. How are you feeling? Good. Yeah, you get to stay up tonight and actually watch the game. Yes. Speaking of the game, what do you think is going to happen tonight? I think it's going to be very close. And I'm, I do think since it's at Toronto, it, it's going to go gonna down. Lose? It's going to go down the I mean, wire. Sorry. It's going to go down the wire. And I think mm-hmm. at the very end, I would say Ward is going to hit a couple threes. But I think this game, I think Raptors take game one of the NBA Finals tonight. At, at home, I think they're, they got to win this game. And it's a... It's a Momentum shifter, and they got and they got one to win the series. So I think they're going to be really determined. I think they'll win tonight. You know, Luke, I agree with you on a lot of fronts. There, I think that they have to win tonight in order to really have a chance in this series. But because of that pressure, the question is, will they? And a lot of people talk about Toronto's history in. Number you know, in those number one games, those first games of a series, when they have not performed well. And even this year, I think two out of their three series, they've lost that first game. I think they beat Philly, but they they lost to Orlando and, and Milwaukee the first two. So if they do that against the Warriors, they're in trouble. I, I think we can agree on that. I think the question is, do they win tonight? Here's the, If it's a close game, I think... NBA fans and, and even just passers-by are in for a treat because you have two of the greatest players in the game right now going head-to-head and Kawhi Steph right now. Curry and Mark. No, <laughs> yes, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, I am a Kawhi Leonard fan. I am all in. He is tremendous. I've, uh, I've dogged him. He's great. A lot of people have been saying that currently, right now in the NBA – if you need somebody to play the game, they are saying that Kawhi Leonard is currently not at this moment in time, not like all 82 games of the season, but at this current moment in time, Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the world. Well, the shots that he's hitting, the the dominance that he's exhibiting, um, he, he he's definitely right up there. But, but Steph is also showing why the Warriors have – our dynasty. Yeah, KD is out tonight, but I think that brings more power to the Warriors. I think they play better without Durant. I, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but if you're looking, they are currently 5-0 and without Durant. And that's because it goes back to their old days when Curry was their star, Clay was a compliment, and Draymond was an elite player. And Draymond was really struggling this season with Boogie being overshadowed by Boogie and Kevin, and now that they're both out... Well, Boogie's... He's active. He's active right he's now? He's active for game one tonight. Wow. Which um, starts in 35 honestly, minutes, folks, so we are giving you the last-minute preview here. Uh, okay, well, I think Draymond's going to struggle. I thought he was going to have a great series because I thought DeMarcus was inactive. Well, I don't even know that Cousins is going to play. Steve Kerr has indicated that he might... He might not play at all. It's really going to depend on the flow of the game. I think it's a better 
more stars doesn't mean necessarily better. Like, we look at the Celtics this year. They were amazing last year, and then they didn't do anything this offseason. They added, um, they got, their young players got better, and they, and Gordon Hayward came back from his injury. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, he's nowhere near the same player we saw him in Utah, but, and not worth that $27 million they paid him a couple years ago, but he just added to this uh, player of um, depth and stars, and it, and ended up being um, an actual stinker for the Celtics because they moved from two seed fighting for a one seed last year and being probably the best team in the Eastern Conference down to the down to the four seed losing in the second round. I, I think that's a whole separate podcast where we can get into why that happened. I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with the initials KI. Um, but I'll go back to this series, and I'll, I'll say this. You, you talked about the Warriors being a better team without KD. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case. I think that they're a much different team without KD. And that, I think they play yeah. a much different style, a more favorable style to NBA fans where you see the ball moving around, right? Yeah. KD, though, I think when, when you add him to the equation, they give it. I think that gives them a decided advantage in the series. Well, even if you add KD, it's going to create a distraction for Kawhi. That means KD may struggle even though he's coming around. He's going to find a way to score. He's going to take a lot of shots. I don't think he's going to have a great field goal percentage this series if he plays. But I think it makes it much tougher for those Raptors defenders because now you have another weapon that you have to guard out there. You've got Clay, you've got Steph, you've got Draymond, and now you have KD. That really minim- and, and and that's a tremendous Raptors defense. But when you have, you know, four because, Hall of Fame caliber players, because well, I don't know if Draymond's Hall of Fame, but we can. That's, the Raptors, it create if Kevin Durant plays. In my opinion, Kevin Durant's going to score, but his field goal percentage is going to be below forty percent. In my that, opinion, that could be true. And I think. If Kevin Durant plays, it creates a distraction for Kawhi trying to lock KD down, and he ends up doing it somewhat well, mm-hmm. and it slows down the Warriors because they try to still give him the ball, even yeah, though Kawhi is locking him down. So honestly, that affects their offense. It creates a distraction. KD could struggle because Kawhi Leonard is the best defensive <clears throat> small forward in the league, one of the best defensive players in the league. Is he a small forward? Yes. Okay. And, yes, better than Paul George. And... Ooh. Um, and if the if Kevin Durant does play and Kawhi Leonard locks him down and creates a distraction and the Warriors keep giving it to Durant, they're not going to have that ball movement they always have, and then that's when the depth is going to come in, and that's when the Raptors have the big advantage. They have eight players that can step it up and hit a big shot in big moments. Well, they do. They they have a lot of veterans too. I mean, yes. you've got Kyle Lowry, Marcus Saul, Sergi Baca. Yep. And they have young guys like Pascal Siakam and Van Vliet, Van Vliet and um, um, Norman Powell, who's been stepping it yep. up. They just have a ton of guys who can do it all in one moment. Young guys, veterans, and everybody who can step up and be a leader. But let know? us not forget who the two-time defending champs are. And they have some guys, too, who are, you know, Iguodala, we haven't even mentioned his name, was a, a finals MVP. 
Kevon Looney has played really well this year. He's played really well, I thought. I he's think at least playoffs. He played really well last year, in my opinion. I think he played better in the playoffs last so, year. But they, they have some guys who can step up as Yes, well. they do. But I think a lot of those guys are young, and it's difficult for a very young player. Like, I'm saying, like McKinney. We didn't know who he was before this year. Yep. We didn't know who Pascal Siakam was. Also. Siakam. I couldn't even pronounce Siakam. his name when we started Siakam. the podcast. Siakam. He I, – he, I feel like he's going to step it up because he's more of a star player that can step it up in the moment, and he's not scared of the moment. He's, this is his third year, I believe. And while McKinney is maybe like his second year, but this is his first year of experience. And Kevon Looney, I think this is his second year, second year of experience. And then they really – like Bogut hasn't been stepping in well for DeMarcus and KD, and then – uh, Quinn Cook has really been struggling off the bench. Their bench bench doesn't matter a lot in the playoffs, but it does bring some good factors in that second and third. No, yeah. I think it's the star no, players. You, 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 no, you're absolutely right. It, teams tighten up their, their, their rotations in, in, what, the, in the finals because it, this is it, right? Everything's on the line. So you go out and you play 40 minutes. Or yeah, Kawhi's going to play like, at least game. 40 minutes a game. Okay, so – Unless he gets injured again. Zaza Pachulia comes back in the series. So, okay. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of some of the NBA news du jour, the NBA news of the day. Okay. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Houston Rockets and what's going on there, Luke. Break it down for us. Okay, so the Rockets, they officially announced, I think it was yesterday, that every player on their roster is available, which I think that considers James Harden as well. Even though James Harden is an MVP, I d- and it's very unlikely they trade him unless the Pelicans offer them some monster deal like the first pick in Anthony Davis, which will not happen. But if it does, I bet the Rockets would accept that. And Zion and Davis for Zion and Davis Harden? for Harden. No way. Yeah, I doubt they would accept that. Or I think I they mean, would. I, I, no, they no, would accept I, I that. Wouldn't, I wouldn't make that trade if I was New Orleans. Well, yeah, I wouldn't make that trade if I was New Orleans. But it's very unlikely. There's very few offers that can match Harden's um, uh, match Harden's level. Okay, and but they're so not going to trade Harden. Who who do they want, really want to trade? Luke? Chris Paul. Okay. And Why? I don't think they're going to trade Clint Capella. But Chris Paul, he – is going on to a $40 million deal. He's got three more years. He's going to be 36 by the time his contract is up. And on his last year, he's going to have $43 million contract. Thanks for chopping it up there, my 12-year-old son. So what I'm saying is even if they want to get Chris Paul off their hands, they're going to have to take some salary in themselves. Like They're going to want to take expiring offers, and there's not many guys that can do that. I think what they have to do is they have to trade CP3 for a bunch of role players and get back that role player uh, depth with James Harden because I think they're better with the depth with James Harden than with a star with James Harden. What teams would want CP3? I can think one off the top of my head. Who? Or not Philly. God, Philly would never. Phoenix. Phoenix? No. No! No, they wouldn't because they have the number two pick in the draft. I think they're going to win. No, number, th- number four. Wait, what pick do they have? I think they have number f- five. No, they have five. Um, wait, no, they have. Whoop, no, they don't have five. Oh, wait, who is this? <laughs> First pick, Pelican. Second pick, Grizzlies. Third pick is Knicks. Fourth pick, Lakers. Ugh. And then fifth. <laughs> Six pick sons. Okay. 
and a guy who I think they're going to pick. He didn't play this year, but he played the year before that, and he was a great high school recruit. Darius Garland for Vanderbilt, point guard. They need a point guard to pair along with Devin Booker. You they heard it here have, first, everybody. They have T.J. Warren, Darius Josh Garland Jackson. Garland to the Suns. At six. I already have it in my mock draft, unless you can go check out my uh, my blog. Tell uh, me about your blog. Uh, it's the it's called The Young One, and if you go... The, the and, Young One? Yes. No capitals, no spaces, but The word no one numbers. spelled out? Yeah. Okay. And so it's theyoungone.homes.blog, I think. Okay. And <laughs> I, Google it. You'll find it. Yeah. And... I have my entire mock draft and my entire explanation on there and what picks are going to have um, be taken and where they're going to affect the team and how they're going to affect the team and, and so what your, role they're going to play. Your, your blog is all about what's going to happen after this offseason. Yes. Okay. I'm not trying to start with the finals. I may do some finals review, but right now I'm focusing on the offseason because I want to start fresh. And so, if I'm starting fresh, I want to start with the off season, and then go on to the regular season, and then go on to the postseason, and then just repeat. Well, I may be biased, but if you haven't checked out Luke's blog at theyoungone.home.blog, you need to check it out. He's a really talented NBA young writer. So, Luke, okay, let's get back to the series predictions. I have the... What, what do you think happens tonight? I think Raptors win game one. I think Kawhi goes off, and I think Pascal Siakam does well. I think Kyle Lavish struggles the first game, goes off the second game. I have Raptors in seven. Raptors in seven. And, uh, another reason I was going to do Warriors in six or seven, but Stephen A. Smith said Warriors would win in six, so I'm going to go <laughs> the opposite way because Stephen A. Smith is never right. Sorry. Well, but, as, as much as Stephen A. Smith is my man, and I kid. Because, oh, come on. Yeah. He's, a, he's a caps lock human being. Yeah, you know, the, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and those guys, you know, they belong in a certain bucket, and Max, that's fine. They Max do what they do, in. and they're really good at what they do. Max is, no, he's he, Well, Max pretty good Raptors. They're six. sensationalists to be sensationalistic. But I, I will say this. I think that... It's going to be the Warriors, and it's going to be in six or seven, your earliest thought. And here's why. I think that you have Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins. Will Kevin Durant play? Who are two of the best players in the NBA at their respective positions. And then you add in Steph Curry, who is a point guard, and Clay Thompson, one of the best shooters ever. Both of them one of the best shooters ever. Into the equation, Andre Iguodala, an NBA Finals MVP, who, yeah, he may be running on fumes, but he has that experience. This team knows what it takes to win championships. It's going to be the Warriors in six or seven. Okay. The thing, will KD play? I mean, do you really think Kevin Durant's going to play? I think if they get down to it and you're in games four, five, and six and it's interesting, yeah, I think you're going to see DeMarcus Cousins and KD a whole lot. I don't think DeMarcus is going to help the team. Same with KD. I think Kawhi is going to lock down KD, and I think DeMarcus is not going to play that big of a role. I think he's going to get frustrated. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to affect the team in the locker room. If if it's going to bring negativity. He hasn't done that all season, and I'll say this: if he's healthy, he got a tech while he was injured. Yep, but it was in support of his team. If he's healthy, DeMarcus Cousins can go off on try. He can make it really interesting. If if he's not, you're right. 
because Toronto, they're a better rebounding team. They're a better defensive team. They got to give them frustration. And, and I, I'll give them credit. I think it's going to be a series. I don't think this is going to be a sweep or a five-game you know, thing. I think this is going to be six or seven, and most likely seven. But I have the Warriors. Okay, well, I think before we go, we have to talk about one more news thing. Newsflash. The Lakers. Drake? Oh. The Lakers and the Wizards. Bradley Beal rumors. Bradley Beal wants out of Washington. A lot of rumors that Wizards are going to fully rebuild. And if and Lonzo Ball has been rumored to be almost confirmed to be in the trade if it happens. There have been a lot of Lakers rumor trades, but and they have not happened. Uh, Anthony Davis and um, Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and many other players. And... I don't think this will happen. I don't think it's a good move for the Wizards. I know they're dysfunctional. I think they get rid of John Wall. I don't think they get rid of Bradley. I think John Wall is washed up. I don't think. I think he's had way too many surgeries where he's not going to have his athleticism, the same athleticism, and um, and injuries. I think you build around Bradley Beal. You trade away John Wall for some role and for some future guys, and then you start to rebuild with Bradley Beal all. Like the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, if Beal does not want to be there, I'm dealing him. And if the Lakers are interested, I'd be willing to talk, but not for just Lonzo Ball. I yeah. want Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball. I want Brandon Ingram and John Josh Hart. I want some some other pieces besides Lonzo Ball. Bradley Beal led the league in 20 point <laughs> games this season for the Eastern Conference. I'm pretty sure. And but I agree and, with you. Washington needs to blow it up. They, I think they need to really get something for Beal. I don't think Kuzma and Lonzo is a good deal for the L.A. Lakers. I don't think Lonzo is a real deal, but I do think that um, I do think that uh, Kuzma is a real deal. And I, if I were the Wizards, I would totally do Beal for Kuzma straight up. I would, I would do that, and I think maybe you add in a pick – but I don't think you go any further than that. The Lakers will not accept. Um, I doubt they'll accept for Kuzma in general. But with the um, oh God, what was I about to say? Kuzma. I don't think Lakers want to give up Kuzma. I think he's their future guy to pair with LeBron. I agree. And. It's going to be difficult for the Wizards to snap something out of the Lakers like, hey, we're giving you a top five, top ten score in the league. Mm-hmm. you got to accept this deal. And maybe it can, this deal can happen, but I don't think it's confirmed. I think it's very unlikely. I think Lakers and Knicks are going to go in this offseason. It's going to be an interesting offseason with all of the free agents, with all of the teams that are potentially going to blow up. And here's the other factor that we really haven't talked about. And we did a little bit in our last podcast, which, by the way, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Father and Son, a basketball podcast. Um, But what we talked about a little bit in our last one was Kawhi and his his future in Toronto. And, you know, two weeks ago or or however long it was ago that we, we did this. I said, you know, there's no way he can leave, right? They're, they're going to Eastern Conference Finals. If, if, if they don't make it to the Finals, how could he leave and not take them back? If they do make it to the Finals and don't win, how could he leave and not bring them back? If they win a championship, how could you leave that situation? And yet now, I, I totally feel differently. I feel like Kawhi's gone. 
And I feel like no matter what happens in these finals, I think he's left his legacy in Toronto and he can feel good about leaving. And I think he's going to, and I think it's unfortunate because I think you look at guys like Kawhi and you look at guys like, you know, when Paul George wanted to leave the Pacers and uh, Kyrie wanted to leave Cleveland and, you know, KD wants to leave OKC and I, it, it makes it challenging to see how the NBA can continue to maintain a viable model. And here we're getting into some deep conversation with my 12 year old, but you know what I mean? When these small market teams continue to lose these star players and, you know, and I guess that, you know, you have other guys come in, you have a Victor Oladipo who comes into Indiana and says, I'm going to be your star. And you have hopefully a Zion who's going to go to New Orleans with Anthony Davis saying, I want to leave. And, you know, he's going to go into New Orleans and say, I'm going to be your star. But what do you what do you think about that? I mean, does that bother you at all as a, as a young fan of the game to see these guys jettison? Because they, they almost all invariably, it's I want to go to New York, I want to go to L.A. It's these bigger markets. I don't like it. I think that these uh, players. I think it's we're just repeating the cycle. How young guys are coming in, they're like, I'm going to be your star. They are for a couple of years, and then they decide they want to go to the big market. PG wanted to go to LA. He went to OKC for a year after getting traded, and he decided to stay. And that's the kind Which of is guts great I like for to OKC. See. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's. A good thing for the league in general because if he went to LA, which was probably the most likely thing, other than LeBron, um, Jason, um, PG, if he went to LA, if he went to LA, that could have made them more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that PG stayed with OKC. It's one of the few things I respect about him. Well, it will be an interesting off season, but hey, we've got 18 minutes until the finals, Luke. Are you ready to sign off? Yes. All right. Hey, it's been fun. We'll see what happens in the finals. Luke's got Toronto in seven. I have Golden State in seven. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to you soon on Father and Son Basketball Podcast. Talk to you soon, everybody.